All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to It's Great Business, and I'm Janice Berg-Levy. Today, I have with me a dear friend named Mike Van. Mike is the CEO and co-founder of Agents of Play. They are a world-class technology and design studio that works with partners, including global brands to nonprofits and emerging startups. For over 10 years, the AOP team has created digital experiences across every platform, screen, and device. So Mike, welcome to It's Great Business. Thanks, Janice. It's, it's really great to be here, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really glad that you're here. You know, Mike, um, we've known each other for a bunch of years now, but uh, like so many other folks, we, we jump into the work part of it. And, you know, we know a little bit about each other, but I think this will be fun for you to really be able to share a bit more with our listeners in terms of who you are especially because you have had such an amazing career and so many of our listeners are, you know, at different phases of their own careers. And I think hearing from others about their journey really has helped many people figure it out uh, as they're going through life. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we start with a little bit about who are you? Well, that's a great question. I, I wake up every morning and, and think about that. Uh, you know, I'm a father and a husband and a technology entrepreneur. I mean, it, it kind of goes in that order, but, you know, I am a, a small business owner and I have been uh, for 15 years or so have been in that role. So I, I definitely have experienced the, the ups and downs and the roller coaster of creating, starting and growing businesses and, and uh, definitely learned a lot and, and have enjoyed that ride. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely like talking about those experiences and uh, I hope that I can help people by doing it. For sure, for sure. So you, you mentioned technology. When you think about, you know, I always like to ask um, the question around your purpose and your passion, right? Does technology drives, drives all of us? So, so tell me a little bit about your passions. Sure. Well, I, I didn't know technology was my passion when I was working in big corporate media, but I found my way there. I'll talk a little bit about that uh, later. But really, in my career and what we do every day, you know, I really, my passion and my goal is to help people and companies leverage technology in ways that are powerful for them and, and hopefully in ways that are good. We, um, you know, we can't always choose every project that uh, we work on, but we try to choose things that, that are going to help people, that are going to do good, that are going to help people connect or be healthy or improve their life and their business. So luckily, in most cases, everything we do really can, can help someone improve their life and, and uh, get more out of, out of their work. Mm-hmm. Well, so obviously, you know, you've been at this for a long time and technology can, is continuing to change. But when you started out in terms of your personal and career journey, where did you start? What were you doing? Sure. My personal and career journey are somewhat tied. And it's a, it's, it's a story that many people don't, don't really know about me until they spend some time with me and they realize this. But you know, my journey and my, my career in technology started on the water, which is kind of a crazy thing to say. 
I have a passion for the water. I grew up on the water all the time. Uh, I grew up sailing and racing sailboats on uh, the Long Island Sound. I was lucky enough to uh, have had my grandfather come back from the war and and he was a, a a really creative guy who liked to tinker. So he got a kit of plans for a sailboat, a wooden sailboat, and he built it. And he launched the boat into the Connecticut River uh, in Hartford and sailed it down to the coast and found a place uh, where he could keep it. And that started our family being out on the water. And it's been generations of this now. And, and we really love that. So I, I loved being on the water. And that kind of led me to um, where I went to school. I went to the University of Rhode Island. And I even studied uh, marine and environmental affairs. So something very different from where my career ended up. Uh, but interestingly, all of that led me to a place where I really, in, I, I became successful and, and I really enjoyed what I was doing in and around media. So uh, to kind of fast forward a little bit, after coming out of school, I joined a small magazine group that was owned by the New York Times Company. And it was a uh, sports and leisure group. It had titles in there, including sailing, golf, tennis, and skiing. So it was a kind of shelter lifestyle group of sports magazines. And that kind of got me, I just got launched right into media. And I was actually working for a pretty big company and living in Newport, Rhode Island. So it was not a bad deal. Uh, I got to continue to do what I loved, which was being on the water, but I inserted myself right into media. Uh, and, and that's where the, the, the journey started for me. So it's, it's an interesting background. It is. And I love how you married your, your personal interests, right? And that, that, that knowledge with um, your career. That's beautiful. So, you know, when you think about um, where you started and then the various stops along the way, what did you do after you started to really learn media? What happened then? Well, yeah, and you're right about the passion. So I, I was there because, uh, because you know, I was, I was this kid coming out of college. I had this interest. I had this background in, in racing. So I fit right in to the group there. I was able to travel around. Uh, I was still competitive. So we were traveling nationally and a little internationally at that point. But I started to learn the business and the business was media. The business was advertising. The business was um, dealing with agencies and brands and, and bringing value to, uh, to those companies to help them, you know, to help them grow. When the time came about four years into that experiment, the group was moving, it was uh, losing someone in the New York office who ran all of the national brand advertising accounts. And I was quite young at this time, but what I learned about myself, I started to learn about myself was I was not afraid of taking some risk. And so uh, when this job uh, was opening up, I definitely was not as qualified as some of the other people that might've applied, but I raised my hand immediately. And I said, I want to go to New York. If I'm going to be in advertising, I want to go there. Mm -hmm. And uh, after some consideration, the powers that be decided, well, let's, let's let Mikey go and try it. And uh, <laughs> I ended up, you know, in New York City with Rolex and Volvo and all these brands as my as my clients and, and it, it worked out. And I got, you know, again, I opened up my vision to, okay, this is, I thought I was in the media space, but now I'm really in it. And, uh, and, and it was, it, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that is that is the world to be in when when you get into uh, that area of media, etc. New York is still, you know, the the capital of a lot of that. So when you think about where you started back in Mikey, let Mikey have it yep. to now, 
how do you think about success? I mean, how do you how do you define it? Sure. Well, I, I I'll tell you how I define success today, and then I can tell you how I probably thought about it back then. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, today if I wake up and I'm happy, you know, you're fifty percent of the way there. I, I believe that if you wake up in the morning and you feel good, healthy, or happy, that's pretty great. And then beyond that, if you can in your work and what you do, I mean, we all spend so much time um, doing what we do every day. If you can really truly enjoy that, you say to yourself like. I'm having a good time doing this. I really like the people I'm around and you can truly enjoy it. That's success. And what I have learned, and I've seen this not just with myself, but with others and some other great people I've worked with. If you can really do that and be happy when you wake up and truly enjoy what you're doing, the people you're working with, the money will come sometimes Mm -hmm. in great ways. So I think the difference uh, from now, you know, versus, versus back then, I think back then it was all about, I need to, I want to earn money and I want to, you know, up my title. I want to, I want to step up with very little consideration of kind of the implications of, am I going to fit in here? Is this going to be the right thing for me? Am I going to be happy every day? And so, you know, I I have two boys and, and I try to, you know, impart some of this wisdom on them and, and I can just remember myself having gone through that. Uh, So, Anybody, anybody out there who's listening, who's young, you know, definitely think about it. Try to try to enjoy what you're doing. If you go for any period of time where you're just not happy, you may want to think about, uh, you know, finding another roller coaster to ride. Yeah, it's interesting. We had a guest recently who had uh, this this visualization that she created, which was what she described actually. And she said she was in this job and ironically her cube had an exit sign over it. And there was something wrong with the sign and it kept blinking. And she goes, and I sat in that job for about a year. And she's like, and, and you would think that I would have said, hmm, maybe. That a sign. Yeah, it was clearly a sign. It was time to go. And I think that that's the other part that's really important is, you know, they always say smell the roses, et cetera. And I think people, especially after the last year and a half or so, are more um, conscious of that. But yeah, we all started out, it was about the money. You had to pay the rent. I think that now, hopefully, if you're starting out, you're, you're certainly thinking about that. But also, is it something you're doing that you really enjoy? And is it something that, like you said, when you wake up in the morning, you, you, you want to get out of bed? It's not like, oh, gosh, I have to drive myself through another day and, you know, can't wait till the weekend. Not that weekends aren't good, but. So- Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, things have evolved enough in, in workplaces where, you know, there's enough flexibility and mobility now just in the workforce that it's okay to make a move if, if you really truly are in the wrong spot. Whereas I think, you know, 20 years ago, or uh, it was, it was a little harder to have, you know, have been in 10 or eight places. Now it, it happens. And so I think, I think, you know, be happy at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, and then your success will absolutely follow. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything you would have done differently in your life's journey? I would have bought Amazon in 1998. Isn't that something? I <laughs> and know. probably a few, a few others. You know, I, I, I said it a little earlier. I mean, I think the story, that story is, 
don't be afraid to take some risk. And, and that's, you know, I didn't know this about myself until I worked and I worked in corporate settings at the New York Times company. Uh, when I left the New York Times company, I went to the NFL for a year, which is a whole nother part of my journey and my story, which was unbelievable. Uh, so I got to work in some big corporate settings with some really powerful media brands. And so I got to see that. I got to live that. I was doing the, you know, I was living the corporate, you know, going in every day. I did enjoy what I was doing. So I was happy that way. But I, in some experiences that I had inside of corporate, I had some kind of startup experiences inside of there. And it, and it kind of, it got the itch going where like, I like that. I like being in that role. So I found my way to saying, okay, I'm okay with the risk. Some people, you know, I would talk to people over my career and, and they say, I don't know how you're doing this. You know, like you can go through a couple of tremendous years and you can go through a couple of devastating years and it's the up and down is not for everybody. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. And, and so I think, you know, I think the, I should have bought Amazon in 1998 is a little bit of when you're young, don't be afraid to take a risk, you know, don't sink yourself, but don't be afraid to take a risk. You can always pick yourself back up and, and keep moving on. And, and that is, again, to be an entrepreneur, to go after opportunities and to continually evolve. And I'm in technology. I have to evolve every 18 months or I'm gone. Right. So you, you have to take some risk. Right. What's agents of play and what's Mike Van working on right now? Well, we've, we've got a lot of things going on at once, which is normal for us, but I think, you know, one of the things we love about our company and what we do is we get to play with a lot of, a lot of cool tech and, and a lot of cool toys in terms of the hardware and the software that, that we get to, to work on. Most recently, uh, we were just working on a project last week where we were actually on site, which was very exciting. We were on site with a client and uh, we were creating a digital twin of a building on their campus, which means we were inside the location. We were shooting in high quality 3D imagery, every space inside of this building, three floors, and we're turning that into a 3D model of the building. This will allow us to then create experiences and applications for training, for sales and business development. We can actually create experiences in virtual reality for websites where, because a lot of people are remote and, and, and distributed right now, the companies that we're working with want to find ways to connect with both their employees and with their partners and their clients. And by doing that in a virtual, but really engaging way is valuable to them. So we're getting to do some pretty cool things with technology right now. And, uh, and that's just one example. Oh, wow. I so want that. I, I mean, if I were, you know, I, honestly, right now, that would be phenomenal for my business. So how has the pandemic changed the way we do business globally? Well, it's, this is, this is coming up with us uh, and our, our partners every week. Uh, I think that especially the large companies, they have moved faster and have been more nimble than I think we've ever seen them be in our, in our careers. That was by necessity, right? They moved quick. They adopted new technologies. They onboarded whole new platforms and systems, and they brought people up to speed quickly, which is pretty impressive for some of these companies. They don't really move that fast. So I think they taught, they learned some things that they, first of all, can do it. They can move fast. They can introduce new systems and programs. And then they also learned we can actually uh, leverage technology 
to do things more efficiently, to engage more people. And so we are seeing that there's a lot of learning that has come out of this. And we're now starting to see companies think about, wow, that's, that's really useful or that's really efficient. And that could change the way we're going to do business going forward once the pandemic is over and once everyone's moving again. So we're, we're now working on projects that are going to help, help companies leverage things like the video systems, things like virtual reality. I mean, there, there are things going on that are going to allow companies to, to move faster and be more efficient than they were before. And it might even result in, in employees being able to stay remote a little bit more, have, you know, have some choice in that. And I think we all know that there's been some good in, the, in some of the hybrid nature of work. And I, and I think that there's a big discussion going on around, can some of that stay? And technology will play a big part in it. Yeah, and I think no matter, um, this is for our listeners, whether you're at the beginning, you're somewhere in the middle, or you're reinventing technology, get yourself educated, make sure you stay current, um, read a lot, you connect with people that are doing it, understand if you're in a large company, how you can get involved with that. If you're in a mid, small size business, think about how technology can help you be more efficient uh, drive more business, engage more with your customers, as well as really uh, support your current employees. Absolutely. I, I think there's a whole new set of skills and ability that have been born out of this that are new. So anyone who's transitioning or who's looking to make a move, understand what's being used, understand these technologies, get some certifications, uh, be able to walk into uh, an interview or, or speak about your ability to leverage these technologies that will be highly valuable. Absolutely. So we're going to switch for a second here. Uh, just real quick lightning round around sure. fun facts about okay. Mike. So person that you admire the most. This is going to be a little cliche, but I've got to say it. So I admire my wife, my parents, obviously, but my wife more than anybody else. She, you know, it's hard enough just to deal with a family and she, she's a nurse. She, she's doing all these amazing, amazing things. But my journey being an entrepreneur, I mean, I went to California for five years, flying back and forth every other week you know, doing startups. She's, she's a wonder woman, superwoman, and she's an angel. And I wouldn't have been able to do any of this. So I, I absolutely admire that. So. Oh, that's sweet. So you just, you mentioned a book. So do you want a favorite book? Is that your favorite? So never eat alone is a great one. No favorites right now. Oh, I am reading a book right now. So I'll give you that um, flash boys, which is a store. It's a, it's a true story. It's a story of these guys that uncovered, it basically proved that the, that the stock market was rigged in, in, the, 2000, in, the, in the mid 2000s. So uh, this is all about high speed trading. And, and when we were, I, I started a, an ad tech advertising technology company out in the Bay Area. And, and while we were doing that, um, this was a big, you know, kind of dynamic bidding platform that we were building. We were at large scale buying advertising inventory from Google, Twitter, and Apple. And so we were doing a lot of kind of machine-based trading bidding and, and all this big data stuff. And what, what was going on in Wall Street was, was very similar. As computers and technologies emerged, Wall Street 
which used to be a bunch of guys down on Wall Street in Manhattan, you know, with their tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wall Street is now running out of server farms in Mawa, New Jersey and other locations, actually. And people really didn't understand what was happening, how it was working. And, and there were there were some actors that were taking advantage of knowing more about the technology. So that's a that's a pretty interesting book. Flash Boys. Check that one out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. It'll go on our list. What about uh, your favorite movie or streaming? Got to, got to. Sure. Well, it's all streaming now. So I, I, you know, it's funny for a long time. I, I, my wife always makes fun of me on this, but for a long time, I wouldn't, I didn't consider myself from New Jersey. I've been here for 23 years now. So of course, I mean, it's Sopranos. I also, you know, on the streaming side, The Wire, which was one of the early HBO shows that, that really started this whole streaming trend. I mean, also because we're in technology and and I can tell you that we have developed applications and platforms across really every, every device you can imagine, including streaming devices. So we've developed video streaming apps for Roku and Apple TV. We've done all of this. We don't have to tell anybody now the trend, the, the way people are consuming entertainment and content has been changing. It will continue to change. It's going to look a lot different in five years than it does right now. But the, the idea of on-demand, always available on my device, you know, anywhere I want to consume it at whatever time I want, I mean, that's the model. And so I think that we're living in like the heyday of great content because content creators have so many new channels uh, that, that they can push their content onto that, that they didn't have before. I mean, when it was network television, you weren't going to see any of this content. So I think we're in like, it's hard, right? You sit down and you've got like 25 things on your list. And, and uh, I almost feel like sometimes I have to step back from what, you know, from some of these, some of these shows we're watching because we might be spending a little too much time doing it, but there's great TV right now. There is, there is. And that's where the balance is between the books and the, and the watching, you know, movies and streaming, et cetera. But yeah, it is, it's a smorgasbord of, of, uh, shows and that's what people are talking about so favorite city so i i've got to go with newport rhode island just because my heart uh, is there and kind of my 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 story started there i have some international cities that i that i really like but i'm gonna go with newport it's a beautiful place especially in the off season it's a little overrun in the summer but uh anywhere you get up into new england around the water in the edge months is tremendous. And uh, yeah, go, if you haven't been to Newport, swing by. For our listeners, he's got a big, big smile on his face when he says that. So favorite food. I'll say it, New Jersey bagels. They're they're about 800 calories a piece, but I love them. So I know, believe me. I'm not eating them as much as I used to, but uh, when I do, yeah, there's nothing better than that. Uh, I think the town we live in has seriously 10 bagel shops. And so you can get, you can get fresh stuff all the time. What do you like on your bagel? Got to ask that question. I'm just a, well, I'm a, I'm a cream cheese guy and I will get like veggie cream cheese. I'm not, I don't go with the locks. Okay. No locks. Got it. So Mike, I'm sure that our listeners want to reach out to you. Um, Where can they find you? Absolutely. So definitely go to agentsofplay.com. That's the website. You'll see some of our our work there and you can contact us there. And you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm just uh, slash Mike Van, V-A-N-N, two N's. Uh, And I'd absolutely be happy to connect. And and I love 
you know, taking a little bit of time and, and talking to people. So happy to do it. Fantastic. Mike, this has been so fun. And I did learn a bit more about you. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's been great. Thanks, Janice. Wonderful. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time on It's Great Business. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Intracoastal Marketing, LinkedIn at Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, and Instagram and Twitter at It's Great Business. And visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.